This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived put it on his toe before he went to bed and the next morning he was like mom my toe's all better. It was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly. So you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, other types of skin damage. It's totally safe, non-toxic, suitable on all types of skin, even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin. This is also safe for the youngest members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500 thousand happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family so to get your own active skin repair go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20 percent off your order when you use the code shameless that's activeskinrepair.com use the code shameless for 20 percent off your order activeskinrepair.com code shameless This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 662. Show notes for this episode, including any links mentioned in the episode, can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 662. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean. I'm here to give you and other passionate, driven, unapologetic moms tools, resources, and a little bit of humor to help you lead more positive, powerful, and purposeful lives every damn day. One of the best things about the Shameless Mom Academy is our community. So be sure to join us in our free private Facebook group to connect with other shameless moms just like you. You can find us over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. All right, let's dive into today's episode. Hello, shameless moms. Happy Monday. Oh, we're going to get into it today. We're going to talk about how to drop the ball on purpose. And this is an important topic because every time I survey you in any way, whether I just ask on social media, like, hey, what are you struggling with? If I ask in an actual email or survey, what are you struggling with? What do you need help with? It's always the same. (laughs) The number one answer is always overwhelm. Overwhelm, which then leads to struggles around time management and managing priorities and work-life balance. And there's a whole lot of other like keywords that come after it, but it really is all under this umbrella of overwhelm. So we're going to dig into that today. That said, you just heard me reference a survey. If you're listening in live time, I am doing our summer survey right now, which we did this last summer. We're doing it again this summer where it's, I just, where it's me doing a check-in with you around what you need most right now and how I can help you and how I can create the content that you need and how I can create the community experiences that you need. So if you want to participate in our 2022 summer survey, anyone who participates gets entered into a drawing to win a $100 gift card, go to shamelessmom.com survey to participate. That's shamelessmom.com survey. 
So here's the thing about your overwhelm. I hear you. I totally hear you. It seems no matter the season of life, if you are parenting, you are overwhelmed. It's just an overwhelming, relentlessly overwhelming often season that lasts for 20 years. So on top of the fact that you might be thinking like right now it's summer. And I know in our family, we're transitioning from the school year into summer camp, which as I'm recording this, it's Vinny's first week in camp and every day just feels a little wonky because it takes really the whole first week, the whole first five days of a summer camp to figure the system out. And then for us, that summer camp's over. And then the next week we start a new one. And this is our summer system. (laughs) So it's just constant overwhelm. So no matter what season you're in right now, whether you're in the summer camp season or whether you're in a season of having two really little kids, or maybe you have teenagers and they're just so emotionally overwhelming and needing big things from you in emotional ways, It's all overwhelm, whether it is the constant caregiving logistics and like navigating schedules, the challenges around raising kids in any state of the world, especially the state of the world that we've been in in the last handful of years, or the challenge of holding emotional space for your children. The challenge is constant. Never mind the challenge of trying to find some semblance of your own self in all of this. It is a lot and it's never ending. And there's some really great things in all of that. So I don't want to just make, I don't want to make it sound like, you know, there's not great things that are happening, but the overwhelm does feel like a lot. And I do feel like that's something that we don't talk about. We don't have solutions. We just kind of go along wearing our busy badges and feeling overwhelmed and then pretending we're fine all the time. And so I'm going to invite you today to drop the ball to drop some of the balls in your life. And this comes up, it's funny, this comes up in different contexts in my life in different ways. I was recently at a meeting with other business owners and there was a mom in that group talking about like, I just have too many balls in the air and everything she was saying, like every mom in the room was like, yes, 100%, we get it. She's like, I have all these balls in the air. And she's like, I know if I stop doing anything that like, they're all just gonna fall. And that's a really scary feeling. That's a really daunting feeling. And I've heard that from many of you so many times over the years. The other thing that I want to be aware of is that sometimes we are holding these balls in the air and trying to keep them up there. And we often are so busy that we don't even stop to look at the balls to be like, wait, is this an important ball right now? (laughs) Does this one really even need to be in the air? Maybe not. Maybe it needs to be in the air at some point this year, but maybe not today. Or maybe at some point this week, but maybe not today. And so I think that sometimes we just lose sight because there's so much happening. We lose sight of what we really need to focus on right now in this moment. And that just adds to the consistency of that overwhelm. And here's the thing, the long-term effects of that overwhelm is chronic fatigue, chronic anxiety, chronic feeling like not enough because you feel like you can never get all the things done that need to get done. You constantly feel like no matter how productive you are, even though we go through these phases, I know often a feeling like we're being hyperproductive and like, I'm getting so much done so fast. It's still not enough. No matter what, it's not enough. So how can we release some of that, let some of the balls drop in order to feel like we have a little more control and a little more power over our time and our energy and just the way that we show up in the world and how we hold space in the world and how we get to have joy. I think that's what's really important about this is that we're creating space for more peace, joy, and sanity. So today I'm going to give you some permission, not some permission, today I'm giving you all the permission to start dropping balls, maybe one, maybe two, maybe like 13. In this episode, I'm going to walk you through how to determine which balls to drop and how to restructure your time so that you can keep the most important balls in the air and have discernment around like what matters most right now and then 
other things don't matter so much or maybe at all right now. And that's okay. And I hope that this episode helps you take a close look at what you can let go of in order to make space for what I just mentioned, the peace, the joy, the sanity. So let's talk about why we have all these balls in the air. We have all these balls in the air because we keep adding things to our plate, right? We just add more and more and more, and we're bad at delegating. And we sometimes we just want to say yes to all the things. Like we want to be a part. I know there's, I have a good friend who I always think of because we're so different. She's such a joiner and she will like say yes to things every single night of the week. And she's like, yes, I don't want to miss any of it. I love being in the middle of it all. She's like super high extrovert, which is great. But I'm like, there's no way like I, you've heard me talk before, like my rule is I don't want to be gone more than two nights a week, like two, I don't want to have events or th- things to do more than two evenings a week. And that's plenty. Like I'm really excited every single night that I don't have to do anything. <laughs> um, so let's talk a little bit about how we can decide what to drop. And how do we have discernment around that? If you love having all the balls in the air, if you love that frenetic energy, that might be part of who you are. But I know that there's, for most of us, we don't want to have all the things in the air all the time. So we're going to look at this through two lenses. And I'm going to reference two different people, two different books, actually, that I've used um, within the podcast before, but I've also used them within our membership community where we've done book clubs around both of these books. So the first book is... Drop the Ball by Tiffany Dufu. She has a a book called Drop the Ball and where she really talks about how to drop the ball in motherhood in various ways. And she talks about all these different ways that we do have so many balls in the air. We become the default parent. We become the family manager. All the things that happen after we have kids that nobody warned us about. And we just automatically take on all these roles. And then sometimes if we're like type A high achiever kind of people, we become the gatekeeper of all the things. So we don't let anyone else share the balls with us. We are like, no, 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 I got it. I got it. But then we're like cranky about the I got it part. So let's look at how do we decide to step back from gatekeeping to let other people carry some of the load, hold on to some of the balls, keep some of the balls in the air for our family. And then also on this, how do we choose what to bomb? So choose what to bomb is a concept from another book, John Acuff's book, Finish. So John Acuff has a book called Finish, and he talks about how we get in our own way around finishing things and then never finish them. And he talks really clearly around you have to choose what you're going to bomb. So if you know you want to finish one thing, then what are you going to not work on right now, not focus on, not give energy to, because you know that you are very intentionally focusing on something else. You are choosing to prioritize one thing over another, and you're having discernment around that. So I think those two concepts are really important as we are moving into what we're going to talk about today and really looking at if you have a ton of balls in the air, how are you going to choose which ones to drop or pass to someone else? And then how are you going to choose what to bomb and say, this is just not important right now. This is something I'm intentionally choosing not to prioritize. And that might not be, it might not be a popular opinion. You might be like, yeah, I'm not going to volunteer this year, or I'm not going to do this thing or that thing that maybe everyone around you is doing and is prioritizing. And you're saying like, yeah, that's not for me. I know John in his book talks about when he's writing a book and he's written, I think eight books now, when he's writing a book, he bombs friendships. He fully admits he's like, I don't talk to my friends for three months. So he's like, I know if I'm in like hardcore book writing mode, that I am like turning friendships off. And my friends know this. And it's not that I don't love them. But like, if I'm up against a deadline, I just really have to be in the zone. So it's saying yes to one thing and dropping the ball on something else or choosing what to bomb somewhere else. And then that shifts again, when you get past that season, 
And you can rediscern. I don't think rediscern is a word. You can discern again how you're going to shift your energy or how you're going to choose, like, okay, now here's what I'm going to decide to prioritize, decide what to keep in the air. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily. It's very digestible. And the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Utube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explains. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and they're specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners, can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. So let's look at how do we make those choices? How do we decide what balls we're holding on to? What ones we're passing off to other people? What ones we're dropping completely? How do we decide what we're going to intentionally bomb in any season? Three things. The first is identifying your current values. And so 
your current values might be different than they were a year or two ago. And that might mean that you're doing different things. And so I know I've had members in our community before who are going back to school and they're like, you know, I'm going back to school. Like I am not prioritizing planning family vacations, or I'm not prioritizing volunteering, or I'm not prioritizing all these other things because they're like, I'm prioritizing going back to school. This is something I worked really hard on. In many cases, it took people a couple of years to get into a program. And this is a current value that is maybe a new value that they're deciding is a top priority. You might decide for you that being involved in your community in a certain way is a current value or a really important value. So maybe you decide that you're going to join a board or join a community organization where you can have a voice in your community. And that might be a commitment of a few months or a year or a few years where you're like, okay, I'm saying yes to this, which means I'm going to say maybe no to coaching my kids soccer team, or maybe no to a different volunteer opportunity that I had, or maybe no to some sort of committee at work. So recognizing what are my current values and recognizing that those, they shift over time. They aren't just one thing forever, that that shifts over time, depending on where you're at in parenting, where you're at in terms of your own growth, where how things are happening and unfolding in the world, our values shift. And so what are your current values? You've many times heard me talk about now, my experience of telling everyone like, get off the PTA and stop volunteering. And then I went and became the co-chair of the parent association at Vinny's school that's a current value for me. So there's a lot of time going into that. And a lot of time went into that last year, and we'll go into it in this upcoming year. And that means there's other things that I'm not doing and that I'm doing less of or just completely like dropping the ball on choosing to bomb, because I'm choosing to do that. And it's for a limited time. There's actually some really cool things that I want to do that I'm intentionally not letting myself like research or get too invested in until after that commitment is over. Because I know that this is a commitment that I chose that I said yes to for two years. And I don't have the bandwidth to do other certain things um, in terms of community involvement and volunteering in my community in various ways and taking on certain roles until that commitment is over. And so I am being really conscientious of like, this is a ball I want to have in the air. I want to do a good job. And that means I'm being discerning around other things I'm going to say yes to in the meantime or other ways I'm going to invest my time in the meantime. So looking at your current values is going to be really helpful in making and allowing you to discern what do you want to drop right now and what do you want to put on pause? I know people that do this on an annual basis and I know people who do this on a quarterly basis. And so I've been in multiple coaching groups with coaches that are like, let's just look at this next 90 days. And I've coached in this way too. And this is actually something we're going to be bringing back into our membership community in the fall is we're going to be looking at what are you going to focus on for the next 90 days? And when you decide what those things are that you're going to focus on for the next 90 days, then what are the things that you're not going to focus on? Like, what are the things when you decide to prioritize a few different things, then what's going to fall off? Because we're not just going to keep adding things to our plate. And that can give you a really great opportunity to look at things that have been on your list of things you've wanted to do, maybe goals or achievements that you haven't gotten to and decide, this is my time to focus just on this. This is my time to really dig into this instead of just letting it sit on my list forever. I was joking with a colleague the other day, we were talking about TED Talks and we were like both like, yeah, we really want to do TEDx Talks. And so my colleague was like, yeah, it used to be like number three on my list. And now it's like number 342 on my list of things to do this year because she's like, just other things keep coming up. And I just, we both know the time commitment that's involved in that. And it's, it's just a really big thing. And it used to be really high on both of our lists. And as we've watched different things unfold over time, we're like, huh, 
that would be a great opportunity, but we know what's involved. And we also were not totally convinced that the payoff would be worth the time investment. So it's shifted in terms of whether or not it's a priority right now and in this moment. So it's on the list, but it's not a right now thing. It's not in the next 90 days and it might not be in this year, maybe not next year. So giving yourself permission to be like, okay, this thing is going to live on the list, but where's it going to live? And if I were to get into a season where I was like, yes, like this is the season for TEDx. This is a value and a thing that I've really wanted to do to be able to speak on a specific topic or be able to leverage this in a certain way professionally, then that would be a high priority goal or value for that season for 90 days or for six months, depending on kind of the parameters of any on of any given TED organization that you would be working with, or TEDx organization. So recognizing where you're at right now, and current values right now and current goals, achievements right now, and then recognizing that you're saying anything you say yes to means that you're saying no to other things. So you're looking at that through the lens of values, and then you're looking at that through the lens of top priorities. So I talked a bit about having a list and recognizing like, where do things fall on the list? If you have a list of 300 things, you aren't holding space for all 300 things at once. You're holding space for like three. (laughs) So, and like three max (laughs) at any given time. So then what are the other things that are getting bumped down? I gave the example of TEDx, like that's been on the list in various places on the list. It's not currently super high on the list. It might go back to being higher later. Writing a book is another one for me. Like it's on the list. It's going to stay on the list, but it's not like in the top five right now. When it becomes top five, then it's like really focused effort on that. And a whole bunch of other things will come off. I've backed off on some certain things and said no to some certain things for the rest of 2022, because the things that I want to say yes to, I want to really prioritize. And I want my yeses to be high value yeses. Because here's the thing. If I say yes to too many things, I do a whole bunch of things to like 50 to 60% of my ability, and they actually don't benefit me at all. (laughs) So I'm looking really closely at what are the few things that I can say yes to that I can do really well, not from the standpoint of like being perfectionistic about it, but like doing them well so that they have the impact I want them to have so that they are actually producing outcomes that I can leverage later on. So for example, if I really want to focus on speaking, I want to do that really well so that I can get the momentum I want to get with it versus like having it just be kind of this like half-assed priority for a long time where there's not actually a lot of progress, growth, or momentum behind it. So looking at what are your top priorities so that you can be conscientious of, I'm really investing in this right now because this is something that is going I want to have x outcomes for. So that might be investing in your marriage, it might be investing in quality time with your kids or with one of your kids maybe who's in a hard season. It might be investing in a certain way in work or in your community or in a specific role that you hold. All those things can be really important, but what are the few things, not the massive list of things that you're choosing to prioritize? So you're going values and then priorities. What are the few top priorities? Well, hey there, busy mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it. 
but I will give you practical and more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us. And then the last piece of discerning, like what balls are you keeping in the air and what ones are you letting drop, is identifying what's not as important as you thought. So sometimes we just have things, balls in the air, things that we're doing, things that we're holding space for that we thought were really important. And then we're like, that's really, that's not that important. Or that's not the thing that matters most. Or it's not the thing that's giving me the return on investment that I need for my time and my energy to make it worth it right now. And this could be so many different things. I know that I've had people who are like, who've given up things, given up social media for, I mean, that's a great one. Like, yeah, I thought I needed to like keep up on news and social media and like always be in the know. And as it turns out, that was just taking a ton of time and energy and it was not to my benefit and it was not benefiting how I showed up in the world. Maybe there's other things, maybe there's roles that you've had at work or maybe there's roles you've had in your community where you're like, "Eh, I've been like kind of just coasting along doing this and it's actually not serving me and it's just kind of a time suck and it doesn't really serve a specific purpose. So it shouldn't be prioritized right now in this season. I've definitely in the last six months been on uh, coaching calls with some of my clients who've been really focusing on better time management in order to be productive and achieve certain outcomes. And they've looked at like, okay, there's like this certain meeting that I go to every month or this committee that I'm on that like, yeah, I enjoy it, but it's not the thing that either allows me to shine or that really allows me to grow or that positions me well in the community to make it worth my time. I'm just doing it because I've done it for a long time. And maybe because it's a little bit uncomfortable to leave, but that's not a good reason to stay. (laughs) So I've had the opportunity to coach people through like, how do you leave something that you've been doing for a long time? I went through this years ago when Vinny was really little. There was this organization I was a part of for like nine and a half years. And Every single time someone would get pregnant, they would leave this organization. And I was like, I'm not going to be that person. Like, I'm going to be the mom who makes it. And we had meetings every Tuesday morning at like 7 a.m. or 7.30 a.m., which was horrible, especially after having a child. And I was like, I'm going to be the mom that doesn't leave. Like, I was super determined. And I made it until Vinny was one. And then I was like, why am I doing this? Like, I am not benefiting from being here because I was such a mess when I was there because I was so exhausted and like sleep deprived. So I was actually not like it was a business building group. And I was... I had had a leadership role, but I had given up my leadership role. So I wasn't getting 
the same exposure because I didn't have my leadership role anymore. And then I wasn't even able to do the relationship building that had been previously beneficial because I was so freaking exhausted. I was like, I'm just going to sit here and drink my coffee. I don't want to talk to anyone. And so it wasn't benefiting me. I was only there to prove a point, to prove that like I can be a mom who can show up to a 7 a.m. meeting and make it through. (laughs) Why is that the goal? It made no sense. And then when it came time for me to leave, I was like, oh, but I've been here for so long. And I was one of the founding members. And I had all this weird, these like feelings about it, which made sense. They weren't weird. They made sense. But as soon as I said I was leaving, I was like, oh my God, I don't have to show up here on Tuesdays. And then I made myself check in with myself for like a number of Tuesday mornings after that. I'd be like, huh, are you sad that you're not at that meeting right now? And I will tell you, I was never sad. <laughs> like, sure, there was people who I miss seeing, but I was never once like, I really miss, wish I was at that meeting. So it just wasn't as important as it had been at one time. And it wasn't as important as I thought it was. Getting back that time on a Tuesday morning oh, was such a relief. What would it feel like for you to intentionally drop a couple balls after the fact, like after you did it, what would it feel like? Would you be like, oh my gosh, I feel such relief and a sense of spaciousness and maybe ease or calm or joy that I don't have that responsibility or that I don't have to commit time or energy to that thing. And if you know that that would create a sense of relief for you, that might answer your question around, is this something that probably needs to be dropped or paused for right now? And if you're someone who has a hard time with goodbyes or a hard time with, you know, saying, I can't do this anymore, let it be a pause. Say like, hey, I need to pause this for right now, whether you're telling that to yourself or to other people. Say, I need to pause this right now, and I'm going to revisit it in six months. And then look at it in six months and see. I did this with personal training when I was moving between personal training and into group stuff. And I was like, at various times, I'd be like, I'm not taking any more personal training clients for X amount of months because I really want to focus on building up my groups. And I have a core group of personal training clients who are with me, and they've kind of taken up all my spots. Um, So I'm not taking in new people. In three months, that might look different. Like you can always check back with me. And I always kind of had this little bit of a wait list. And what would happen is people would come back to me and I'd be like, either I've had more spots or not, or I've had spots open up or not. But I never, ever felt like I wanted to open up more spots. So I only ever brought people off that wait list if someone had left But I never was like, huh, you know what? Now I want to add more time for personal training. I had gotten to a point in my personal training career, my fitness career, where I was like, I don't want to do one-on-one training anymore, or I only want to do it for a handful of select people. But I left the door open saying like, I'm taking, pushing pause on new clients for now. Here's a wait list. So that there was always that ability for me to have like a place and space to bring more people in if I wanted to. But I found over time that I didn't want to. And even when I left and I had Vinny, And I still had just a few personal training clients at that time. And I said, I'm not coming back to personal training for at least four months. And I might not come back at all, but let's check in when the baby's four months old. And I left that door open. I was really thinking that I probably won't want to come back. But in my mind, I was like, I love these clients. And I don't know. So I was like, definitely go find someone else to work with, you know, for the next it was like the last month of my pregnancy through Vinny's, the baby's first four months. So for the next five months, go find someone else to work with. And I'll get back to you. I'm pausing for five months. I'll get back to you in five months and let you know if I'm returning to personal training, to one-on-one training. And within a month or two, I was like, hell no, I'm not returning to personal training. Even though I miss those clients, I was like, there's no way I'm going to leave home to go do a one-on-one personal training session. It was just like, 
so beyond question to me. It was so clear and so obvious. But in that moment in deciding to make a transition and make a judgment call, I was like, I'm just going to push pause. So that can be a bit of a, a stepping stone for you. So let's talk about when we have too many balls in the air, we have that sense of overwhelm. If we've identified our current values, if we've identified top priorities, if we've identified what's not as important and we've determined like what are the balls we're going to drop, then what do we do from there? So in our last few minutes, I want to give you just a few time hacks, a few ways that you can hack your time in order to get what you want out of it so that you feel like you're making progress. Like you're not just trying to keep the balls in the air, but you're actually moving forward with them. So first thing I already told you was having a quarterly focus. Maybe it's a monthly focus. Sometimes it's a yearly focus, but really knowing clearly like this is what I'm focusing on right now at the exclusion of a whole bunch of other things. So having that focus is a time hack because you know what you're giving time and energy to. The next thing is recognizing how can you use time in your favor? So we often think that things are going to take a really long amount of time. There's a law called Parkinson's law that basically says that an activity will shrink or expand based on how much time you give it. So if I tell you that I need to record a new podcast episode for next week and I give myself four hours to record that episode, I will take an entire four hours. I will like mind map it. I will make lovely notes. I'll write out a bunch of like stuff, keep it really and make it scripted and make it really perfect. And it'll feel really great. And like, I know I'm going to inspire you and light you up. I can spend four hours doing that. I have spent four hours doing that. I would do research. I can get some statistics in there, do some studies. (laughs) I will go all in. And also, if I only have 30 minutes to record a 30-minute episode, I can absolutely record in that amount of time and record something that's going to change your freaking life. And I've done that just as many times as I've done something in four hours. Time or, or your activities will shrink or expand based on the time you create for them. So we often think, oh, I can't do that thing until I have four hours or five hours or this big chunk of time. And the reality is, is you can do a lot more than you think in a short amount of time. And you can do it just fine. It might not be your very best, but that's just fine. (laughs) So one of the ways that you can start testing this and playing with it is not to take a really critical task and then try to do it as fast as possible, but to take a task and say, I'm going to spend 20 minutes on this and I'm just going to see how far I get. Set a timer, put on all your do not disturbs on your gadgets and devices, shut down your browsers that make dings and all those kinds of things. And then for 20 minutes, focus on that one thing and see what happens. Typically, we're blown away by like, holy cow, I didn't know that if I was super focused for 20 minutes, I could get that much done. We often think we have to wait till we have these big blocks of time, but we can actually get a lot done in shorter amounts of time if we make ourselves practice doing that. So I want you to practice doing that. Where can you practice using small pockets of time to your advantage? Whether that's 20 minutes, whether it's an hour here or there. I'm working with a couple of clients right now who are like, okay, they work nine to five jobs, but they're also building businesses on the side. And they're like, I'm going to work. One of them is working on Tuesday morning, Thursday morning from 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. because she loves early mornings. And then Saturday morning, she's doing like a quick check-in. Another client is working a couple evenings a week after her regular job, but like before her child is done with childcare. So she has like, I think it's like four to 5 p.m. that she's doing like three evenings a week. What's amazing to me is that these are both people who have for the last few months been like, oh, I just never get to the stuff for my side hustle. I never get to the stuff that's like what I really want to be building. 
It's because they're always waiting to have like six hours to work on it. You're never going to have six hours. <laughs> and I've learned that I can tell you. I've not in the last 10 years since having a child, I have not had six hours. <laughs> like you're not going to have six hours unless you block it way in advance. But there's no week where six hours just appears for me and probably not for you either. So where can you look at, okay, I have 40 minutes, what can I get done? Or I'm going to build in 20 minutes, 30 minutes, 40 minutes, an hour, two or three or four times a week and see what I get done. And when you start to experiment with that, you'll be blown away by how much you actually get done during that time. So that's setting a timer and have it be short, like no longer than an hour to test this out. But I recommend like 20 minutes because it really expands your mind in terms of what's possible if you keep it a shorter amount of time. Next is when you go into that time, that is focus, do not disturb time. So you are definitely like the phone is out of the room or on do not disturb your dings and browsers and all that is shut down and you're just totally focused on that one activity. And then the last part is that you are actually calendaring that time. So if you decide you're going to do focus on something Tuesday, Thursday, 6am to 7am and Saturdays from 8am to 9am, you're putting it on the calendar. I do this routinely where I have blocks of time dedicated to different things, but I just updated this for myself and I thought this might be a helpful example where I had been doing podcast prep stuff kind of on the fly on like Wednesdays and Thursdays. And what was happening was there was some glitches. There was some gaps for my team in terms of like when we were needing to get things turned over to my producer. Hi, Allison and Christy, we love you. And so my team was like, hey, there's this gap here. And it was basically my fault. They weren't saying that they were very kind about it. But it was basically like, Sarah's not getting us this stuff in time. And then we're sitting here waiting on it, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, okay, cool. How can I fix this problem? So I went to my calendar and I blocked out 9am to 10am. Every single Monday is podcast prep time where I go in and now I'm done with the things that they need from me two days early. The stuff that I used to do on Wednesday afternoon, I'm now doing on Monday morning, because I put on my calendar, podcast prep, every single Monday, 9 to 10 a.m. So now I'm not trying to figure out how can I hustle and make it happen earlier in the week. It's just it has a place to live. I'm not having to think about it. I'm not trying to figure out where am I going to fit in or how long is it going to take? I know I can easily do it in an hour. And that's where that's going to live now. So this was my first week doing it. Oh my gosh, it was like such a relief. And I also felt so awesome to text them and be like, So I'm already done early for the week. I have the art done. I have the titles done. I have like all the things I needed to pass off to them to then go forward and create stuff to come out this week. Felt super awesome. So where can you do that? Where can you have those things time blocked? All right, I've given you lots of tips today. I know I went through this quickly. So if this is one you need to listen to a second time, listen in a second time, take some notes and look at what are a couple things you can implement and take action on so that this episode can have impact in your life. If you know another mama who's experiencing a lot of overwhelm, please share this episode with her so that she can get some of this tactical content in her back pocket and feel like a better manager of her time and energy as well. Thank you for being here. And I will be back on Wednesday with another fantastic episode for you. Thank you so much for joining me in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I really, really appreciate you being here and I hope you learned something new. As always, this conversation will be continued over in our free private Facebook group. You can join that group by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash 
Facebook to connect with other shameless moms just like you. Additionally, if this is your first time listening to the show, know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday with a brand new episode. So make sure you subscribe, go to whatever podcast app you use and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. You can do that directly if you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review that will put you in Apple Podcasts where you can click on the subscribe button and you can also leave a review. If you scroll down a little bit, you can leave a five-star review. You can write a few sentences letting me know what you thought about the show. If you let me know how the show has impacted you in becoming a more shameless mom, you might be nominated to be shameless mom of the week. Also, please share this episode. My goal is to help more mamas be more shameless every damn day. So please do share this episode. You can take a screenshot of the episode on your phone and then share it out on social media. Tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Facebook or Instagram. I'm quick to reply and eager to send you Facebook love and love to be connected to all of you. So again, thank you for being here. I can't wait to be back here again with you in just a couple days. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs) Well, you're Amy more of a we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts.